On your side, absolutely. Uh, episode two, dudes being dads. Um, this is basically the unorthodox journey of uh, two people who are fathers trying to uh, at least make others learn and laugh and not be as you know serious as doctors and nurses and everybody kind of. T- we're gonna we're gonna kind of dive in that t- today. Uh, I am a nurse. Yeah, but you're not like a serious one. In fact, uh, would you you're like call the patch, us? You're like you're like the Patch Adams of nurses. Fact. Uh, would you call us uh, fathers of the new generation? I would call us um, people who definitely think we are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fathers of the new generation. That, that's an interesting way of putting it. I would say that we are probably the most honest fathers they'll the people will meet. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like we have to be because I'm sure that there's a lot of either new dads or uh, dads that have been, I guess, guess dads just for a couple of years that feel like they know it. And I feel like, and it's crazy, I, I was just talking to my wife about it. Like, I feel like I know much more than you, but then I am literally just two years out of the league and I know nothing. So it's just, it's mind blowing. All right. Well, today we're going to, speaking of wives, girlfriends, and mothers and all that stuff, we're going to talk about delivery day, the day where dad really sits on the sideline. And, uh, well, I, I, I was surprisingly hands-on for mine, but I'll let you do it. Oh, dude. So in the last episode, we talked about everything basically leading up to delivery day. We touched upon baby showers. We talked about how they're fucking obnoxious. Uh, we talked about, you know, dealing with your girl when she's pregnant. Not necessarily dealing. I didn't uh, just back touching on this. Did Ashley, uh, your wife, have like mood swings and like how hormonal like was she during the process? Uh, I mean, I would say that, uh, she was a soldier and she, for the most part, kept together. I, I definitely would say that like throughout our relationship, like I would always like, if we ate, I'd be like, yo, are you done with your food? Cause then if you're not, I'm just going to take it. Yeah. No, and she'd be like, and, she, and, she'd be like yeah. and she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you can have it. But like when, when she was pregnant, she was like the Debo. And Friday, and she was like, "Yo, give me your food." You got fish fruit like, cocktail. I was like, "I'm slightly intimidated right now." Oh, absolutely. Here's my food. You got eighty pounds on me. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like I said, for the most part, she did well for having to literally hold two babies for nine months, growing in her. So she was oh. a soldier. Before I forget, I have to give her, you know, the nurse, uh, a happy birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, nurse. Yeah. Uh, So she, it came like, it it almost was like the new version of menstruation, like the hormones. Like it would come once a month. And then all of a sudden it would just, you would just find her just folding clothes, bawling her eyes out. Just for no reason, like putting, like trying to match socks, and we're crying. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Like, what? I and assume, and this is just me being me, this the self um, loving person that I am. I just went, okay, what did I do? You know what I? You know, it's just yeah. like, 
all right, what did I do this time? What did I say? Because I probably said something, but I don't think that this something triggered it this time. Uh, so we dealt with that for a while. Um, Mark, when did you when did you catch on and notice that it wasn't you, or did you always just play the part? I just I just swallowed the bullet, dude. Like, yeah, 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 just yeah. Like, that's just uh, the way to be. I'm just like, all right, cool. I was like, dude, I was like, I tried it like, you know, every now and then I'd be like, all right, time to hug. And then sometimes I'd be like, ah, fuck this. And I just walk out of the room. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Whatever. Fucking next topic. I love, by the way, that you and me do this podcast in like our exhausted voices. You know what I mean? Oh, I, yes. I literally did a night. So I worked uh, every, you know, the nurse knows every, every nurse has to do their holiday. My holiday was Thanksgiving night. Um, and then uh, the the kids went to the in-laws. So by the time I was, I came back, uh, I didn't have enough time to sleep before they came back. So I was up for a good 27 to 29 hours before I literally woke up at six in the morning. And I feel, oh, I, and I was like, that's, I, I bet you, you sound worse than me. That's literally the first thing I thought. I was like, right now you are in like, guerrilla warfare well i so the past couple nights i mean you could probably hear him crying in the background just because he hasn't had enough attention today he's very much like (laughs) he's very much like his father where he needs as much attention as possible which is why his dad does 15 podcasts currently um the past couple nights he's been cool um last night he was doing a lot of squirming and moving while he was sleeping uh, so I, me and her basically have it divided up where it's first watch is mine. I, I'm on the wall from about nine o'clock when she usually falls asleep to about three thirty, four o'clock. Um, the other night I let her sleep to like about five, just because he was like human seatbelt head on my yeah, yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah. laying diagonally. And I he like was perspiration his- all around, like the, yeah, like the border absolutely. of him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there are times where I've also like woken up and I don't even, it, it's getting to a point where I don't even feel it just because of how many of his bodily fluids have just been on me where like, I just lift up my shirt. And there's a huge puddle like, <laughs> on me and I don't even notice until like I look down. Um, but he is still very much in the hold me. So I fall asleep stage. Oh, I miss that so much. And uh, so to go back on the first episode, and this is actually something is we talked about, taking people's advice with a grain of salt and fuck superstitions. I've actually had some feedback about last episode saying you're hundred percent, right? Whatever you need to do to get the baby to fall asleep or whatever you need to do to get them to stop crying, you fucking do it and fuck what other people say. I, I, I've actually, I had mothers also reach out to me and say, that's a hundred percent, right? So I guess we're, we're spitting some truth. Um, has, but he, and people have to hear it. Oh, a hundred percent. People get, I know when this happened with me and we'll touch upon this later on, on this series that we're doing, but I still get this to a point where sometimes I'm so frustrated with myself that I can't calm him down that I think I'm the worst parent ever. Yep. And you're not, you're frustrated, you're exhausted, you're tired. You're probably malnourished. Um, Like last night, I'll give you a perfect example. He, I'm starving. It's three o'clock in the morning and I'm literally starving. Like, and I was like, I, there is a granola bar on the coffee table from where my arm ends. It's three feet away. Do I 
move and hence move him, potentially wake him up and get that granola bar? Or do I just center myself and let him sleep? I didn't even look at that granola bar after I had that conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, no. I was literally just going to say, good job, Doug. Yeah, good job. No, that, that baby's staying asleep. If your baby is asleep. At the end game. Looking if, for the bigger picture. If your baby is asleep, your baby TV stays asleep. asleep. Don't worry about it. If Oh, he's, he's, he, needs, he or she needs to feed right now. Don't worry about it. He'll let you, he or she will let you know when they're yeah, hungry. There you go. Absolutely. I haven't, I haven't changed him in two hours. He's going to get a rash. He'll let you know when he's uncomfortable. Let him sleep because that will be the only peace and quiet you get that night. And you need that sometimes more than sleep. Um, most, most people are not used to being up between the hours of one and six. And like from like literally from doing many years of nights, two and five are only meant like from 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Only killers and uh, people who grind are only up. Those two people never should be mixed with any other, like that's just not a, a good group to be in. So like when I say like new parents are up, dude, those are like you either sink or swim and you just do what you got to do. Between 2 and 5 a.m., the only people that should be awake are the people that sell eggs and sell drugs. That's really it. <laughs> That's really it. But you'll, you'll, you'll find it. Honestly, I think since Thanksgiving was around the corner, we need to give thanks to a few things. We need to give thanks to streaming technology. So when you're up with your child and you're finally getting them asleep, you might have just been asleep or you might be staying up. You're kind of a little stim. You got the adrenaline going a little bit, and you're kind of awake now. Well, you can't go back to sleep. So what do you do? You throw on that Hulu. You throw on that Netflix. You listen to a podcast. And I am thankful for that. Of course, I'm thankful for the you know, mother, of my child, and my kid, and all that nonsense. Uh, but I want to thank the creators of Netflix, Hulu, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts because they have helped me in the fatherhood stage. Let's put it that way. So my turn. Uh, for me, when I when I was you, mm-hmm. I was thankful for. I started. It was crazy. I started getting into classical music, um, and I started getting into like while just like listen to that. Or I would do a lot of uh, either reading. Um, I made sure that, uh, especially for twins, I made sure that I like kept up on reading and just knowing what. I'm going to get myself into because I've never done this before. And like, I am, and like I said, I was scared shitless. So uh, I knew in nursing school that if I, and I'm sure the nurse could uh, like attest to this, that if you don't prep yourself, then you, you, you sink and you sink pretty damn hard. All right. Well, let's get into it. We're thankful for all that. And obviously then you can hear him just wailing right now. Holla. Yeah. We're talking about you, you cute little mother. <clears throat> cool. So let's get into it. Speaking of crying babies, let's talk about delivery. Um, since you are the OG on this podcast, uh, please take it away. Talk about uh, when you knew it was time. I think you touched upon a little bit. You ordered the the, the Thai food. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Thai day. So talk about basically... 
ordering the Thai food, and now you're in the hospital. What happened in between that? Yeah. So uh, for my my wife had twins, so our we our her uh, GYN didn't want to go past thirty seven weeks. Um, so we literally had a date going for uh, three days from like so the twentieth. Uh, Ashley had a, like the the seventeenth was a Monday. It was her day. It was her last day of work, and then she had a couple of days to. Actually, it was like a. She had about a week before, um, the due date, which actually. So we had her on the seventeenth. The following Monday was supposed to be the date of her planned C-section. So she was like, "Oh, I have a whole week to hang. Uh, we'll get everything ready." So Monday evening, she gets home at around like five five thirty. I'm home. And I'm like, oh, we're going to eat, yada, yada, yada. Her, I think we order on 9. Her water breaks, uh, like, right after, so, like, 9.05. So we call our her GYN. Her GYN says, all right, cool. Are you having contractions? No. Are you, like, in any pain? No. All right, why don't you safely make your way to the BI? So, and just to get assessed. So we're like, Cool. And I remember, and I promise, I, I remember like telling other like new dads um, and just getting on their case, please believe me when they say have a bag packed and just like throw it in the car. Um, so, and fortunately we were. So we headed our way, headed to BI, made it there around 9.30, almost 10 o'clock. Uh, they were really cool about it. We got obsessed. I remember we were like washing the food kitchen. And this lady is like, oh, like, how is everything? You in pain? Nothing, nothing. All right, cool. We were dead, dead set on leaving, like, that night. And literally, the lady looks in the face and goes, uh, you two are not leaving this hospital without two more people. And right from that start. Can I just, can I just, can I just say something real quick? From your doctor who was looking basically to dap you up, when he told you that you were having twins to the nurse who comes in that says you motherfuckers better stay right there. Um, you've had some pretty gangster ass medical staff in your process. Like rude awakening. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like cold, ooh, like iceberg, you ain't leaving, dog. like iceberg fucking slim cold. Like that's like, that's what you should have called Dr. Iceberg slim and nurse fucking ratchet. It sounds like. And we were like, you mean like today, right? And we we're like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> like today starts the day like dig so, in motherfuckers this is get, right? get comfortable so now we're kind of starting to like kind of freak out because it's almost 12 um they get her into the operating room at let's say 11 i would say 11 and then it was cool because they didn't know it was a nurse and when things were like, uh, so it was a surreal scene. I mean, I, as a psych nurse, I've been been in an OR many times. So like to see the whole thing, like the lights, they did put a like a partition um, in between my wife's stomach and uh, her face. So she couldn't really see what's going on. So I'm like, I'm holding her hand, but then like, uh, you could, you could, I could understand what the doctor's about to do. He, you know, starts, he cuts the stomach open 
and like there and I saw his hand like I saw I literally saw all of his hand and then for a hot second I only saw half of his hand and I was like yo where's his hand dog and all right like I hope you're, you're like I hope you ate breakfast oh yeah so so half he starts he starts to lift her her organs no, of like course. in the like literally in the air. So I can feel I, my I look, organs. I can feel my organs lifting right now as you're saying this. By the way, I look at my wife and I'm like this. Yo, I gotta leave, dog. I'm gonna. Still leave <laughs> Yo, I just saw your kidney, dude. <laughs> like, hold on a uh, second. <laughs> I like. I I get up and I start walking, and the nurse is like, "Uh, sir, like you shouldn't see this." I'm like this. I'm a nurse. I'm good, dog. And I literally see him like start like he has like her organs up so he can like move the baby and then for a hot second like that sight is ingrained in my head for the mm. rest of my life mm. and then i went back to my wife and i uh, was holding her hand so then honey my- you have a lovely duodenum by the way <laughs> <laughs> damn your kidney looks nice dude your liver wow <laughs> gooch <laughs> So my first kid gets born at 11.54. Aldrin gets born at 11.54. Now we're freaking out because what happens if Avery's born at like 12.01? Like now like we have a kid or like 12.02. Kids, one kid's birthday is going to be September 17th. Another birthday is like September 18th. So my wife's is literally going to the doctor and was like, oh, is there any way that you can get the other baby out like before now? 12? Yeah, like now. And I remember the doctor literally was like this millennial doctor who had like joggers on. I'm pretty sure didn't even have socks on. I was like, I'm not, that's not sterile. But he's wearing Birkenstocks. Whatever. Yeah, he's wearing Birkenstocks yeah, in the like, fucking OR. This guy has like a Game Boy in his pocket. I was like, I don't know if you're whatever, but he's like, he's got a my mor- he's got a my morning jacket band t-shirt on instead of scrubs. He like looks at us. He goes, "That doesn't work that way, miss." <laughs> so we like, <laughs> we're like, ah, uh, duly noted. So then we literally just prayed, and then uh, Avery was born at eleven fifty-seven. So, uh, so she was born. We were, I was, I was able to, you know, cut the umbilical cord. They were able to get her Apgar scores. We weren't in, we weren't in to post up until one and then uh we weren't into our we didn't get into our room until maybe like quarter to three and i'll never forget because my my aunt came at six o'clock like she knocked on the door at six o'clock in the morning at the eye she she like one is like beaks barely Fairly no English makes it. She all just knows. The way to she beat. just knows, knows the greatest hits. She just knows the greatest <laughs> made, hits. Like, yeah, made it all the way to the bi. I was like, "How did you get here, dog?" That's getting, dude. If anyone, any woman who has kids, when they hear kids are like are in the area, their it's ears like, like perk up. Yeah, there's like they, they. One of them pulls out that fucking conch shell, <laughs> and it's like. People show up at fucking windows and there's like, oh, like, you know, they, they, it's like they can smell pregnancy too in the air. Yes. Like, They're like, we must help. Someone's, someone's having a boy. 
But like, women unite. <laughs> so like, I remember literally crashing or maybe like hitting a pillow and like blinking and like waking up maybe two and a half hours, maybe three hours later with these two kids like I'm like oh I I can't leave now <laughs> like oh this is this is like like dude I got, a, I got a softball game in three hours like, <laughs> I'm like who's gonna take care of these kids I don't know. <laughs> I don't these know are, are you that. sure these are mine yeah are you sure like I only thought we were having one wait I gotta take these home <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I'm like I gotta I, I take the bus I don't even have a yeah, car dog. Like, yeah I only have one bus transfer like I don't have three I'm like they're they're too young to hop on like the pegs of my dino so <laughs> <laughs> like I'll get the rough riders to come over and yeah. then they'll pick them up um, how about you dog how did yours go it was exhausting for her. Oh, I would uh, I'm, and, like as a friend and a nurse, and like I would, lo- I'm very interested to know. So it was. Uh, so with with the whole COVID, was it planned? Season, we had a due date. Okay. Um, and we went past it. Okay, how many days? I, almost a week, full week. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was supposed oh. to be. Um, October 24th, which is two days, which was fine because there's like a little grouping in my family of October birthdays within okay. two, like within about a week of each other, where it's like my cousin, me and my father. And we're like, oh, we're going to have a new one. I didn't want him on my birthday because I'm like, let him have his own day. Plus, it's my birthday. Fuck him. Uh, I just said, fuck <laughs> it's my own child. God, I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The mother-in-law listened. So I'm sorry, Christ. Um, so I, I remember, and I just had a feeling first off, I thought before anything, um, I thought I was having a girl, like it's had a feeling, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, like I had a feeling like, I, and this is going to sound very cliche, but right around the time she told me that she was pregnant, I had this very vivid dream of me walking to like a park, like for kids with the little swings and shit. Uh, like a playground. And I remember I was holding a little girl's hand who could have been about three to four years old. Pink dress, black pigtails. Her name was Sophie. And I vividly remember this dream. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, and she looked like me, except smaller. And I was like, and I woke up and I was like, all right, I'm having a girl. I'll be a girl dad. Totally fine. Um, I'm going to have to buy some guns. But... Um, she told me she she was working one night and snuck into the ultrasound area. Oh. And she goes, not 100% sure. 85% sure. It's a boy. And I remember I read, and this is at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I was still up. And I remember just running around the apartment, just, let's go! Like, yeah. you just, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm Brady out of the tunnel, fucking like I'm looking for people to chest bump. I'm texting people. I'm trying to call people. I'm like, oh wait, Doc, it's two o'clock in the fucking morning. I'm the only one up right now. What the fuck am I trying to do? So I'm texting like everybody. Like I'm texting my dad. I'm texting my cousins. I'm, I'm texting everybody. 
so finally, you know, I wake up the next day to about 50, like, hashtag LFG text messages about having a boy. So fast forward to right around the time, like the nine month area. Now, everything was great, but he wasn't, he was turned the right way. He just wasn't going down. Mm-hmm. He was, it, it, it honestly just looked like he's like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I heard about what's going on in this 2020. Uh, I'm good. I'm good right now. So he's like, plus I heard my dad's voice through the stomach air, uh, wall and he sounds like an asshole. So I don't even want to come up. Uh, <clears throat> so we get, we, we go to another, oh, and when I say we, I mean her, because again, COVID, I'm not even allowed near anything with her. Um, they say, well, you're going to have to be induced. So it was right around like, I think the 41 week mark. Yeah. Because um, I remember she asked me, she goes, do you care if he's born in October? And I said, that is something I could not care less about. I just kind of want him like breathing oxygen. Born. So, yeah, it's really the, exactly. It's really the only thing. He could be born in fucking, I told her to wait. Do you till care the- if he's born on a Wednesday? You're like, I just <laughs> care if shit. he's born on a day. I have no preference whatsoever. Like, oh, well, he's going to be a Scorpio. Gives a fuck. I don't <laughs> Gives a shit. He's, what, what astrological sign he is. Just get him out here for Christ's sake. He's, he's going to be burnt. He's going to be fucking, he's in the oven way too fucking long right now. Um, but I had the whole mentality when it came to due dates and everything. I said, we're on his time. Like, he's picking when he really shows up. Found out that's really not the case. The doctor gets to pick. Yeah. So we went in on the 1st of November. It was a Sunday. We went in right around. They So we went there and they said, oh, we're going to call you. No, you have to call the hospital and they'll tell you when you can be induced. And I hear induced and I'm just like, what's that? What's going on? It's basically they pump you full of chemicals. <laughs> you have a baby. So we go to the hospital. We find out it's going to be that Sunday. Um. And I purposely got the NFL app so I could watch the Pats in the fucking like room. Because <laughs> I knew I was going to be there. I was like, if he's this late, he's not fucking hurrying up just because he knows we're in a hospital now. He's going to be taking his fucking time. So I, I, I sit in there. She's on the, we, we get in there. One thing I also thought this was fucking wackadoo is for the non-medical professionals out there, it's nothing like it is on TV. You don't get a wheelchair waiting for you to go inside and roll you up. <laughs> You've got to wait in fucking line to check in at the security desk. And they ask you a million questions. And then you get a pass. And then you have to take the elevator, like the regular schmoes in that place. And you walk up. Hi, yes, I'm having a baby today. Um, can you kindly let me in? So then we go into this room. Nurse number one. Then they look okay. at you like, mm. Yeah, I'm you? I'm all- I'm already on my phone, just like watching like the first quarter. Because what am I doing? Right? What am I doing? Like they're checking her out. Oh, we'll let you know when we can bring you back to your room. Cool. We're in kind of like the waiting area. Like we got a bed and a TV. She's watching her game on TV. I'm watching mine on my phone. So we're just waiting and waiting, waiting, checking to see how dilated everything is. Checking in. No, it's not that not that dilated. Okay. Waiting. Okay, let's take another peek. Well, and every now and then they check the baby's heart. Baby's heart sounds great. It sounds strong. 
um, checking her blood pressure. Everything's perfect, you know. So we go, finally we get our room. Now, this is what they also don't tell you, which is also wrong, like TV. Um, when you don't have a C-section, you have that in the room. The baby is born in the room that you're being, go- like you're going to. Like the one you sleep in, that's where the baby comes out. I did not know this. It just looked like a hot, like the only time I'd been in the hospital before that was to visit six sick relatives. And I'm like, Oh, this just looks like somebody's hospital room. It doesn't look like, it doesn't look like fluids get spilled out on the floor here. It doesn't look like that. So now we're, so now we're, we're good. She's got this diesel ass bed that moves up in different directions, has fucking handlebars on the bottom. I remember looking at that and seeing, why do I have a feeling that's foreshadowing? for something (laughs) so i look and there's really this when in covid times they not only tell you to pack a bag they tell you dad pack a bag because once you're in you're in you ain't yeah you ain't leaving like my father my mother got to a point because she was like you know wait she was in labor for i think a labor quote unquote she was in the hospital about to have me for about i think a day and a half And I think the first night she sent my dad home because he had to work in the morning and I was born and I was born the following morning after that. So he he was there, but, um, my mom was texting me. She goes, you, after one night went by, like as soon as it struck midnight on Sunday, my mom was texting me like, you should see if you can go home. I said, mom, I can't leave. Like I have passes and also on the maternity level too. You have all these fucking passes oh on. And I found out that it's like because people just walk in and steal children. Yeah. Which I didn't think was actually like a fucking That's thing. no joke. Exactly. I'm like, okay, word. That's some fucking scary evil shit that happens that you don't fucking hear about on TV. Um, word. So um, she gets uh, – hold on a second. I'm going to ask her. Day. What was that devil drug they hooked you up to that you hated? Pitocin. Pitocin. Thank you. Yes. Pitocin is, as soon as you hear that word, run the fuck out the room. That stuff is the devil. So she got that. And it's this like is. Nos. It is. It's like trying to speed shit up. But sometimes it, it speeds up like the pressure. Like it's trying mm-hmm. to like shove this fucking square through a round hole. And. They put her on that maybe an hour after we got in the room. She didn't have the baby until about almost six o'clock the following day. So so she was in quote unquote labor, technically labor, because I guess as soon as you're like dilating a little bit, you're in labor. Technically, yeah. Yeah. So I, including that, I think almost. Maybe 15 hours. As I remember being up with her, like, this is the other thing. We walk into the room. I see her diesel bed. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They go, yeah, they're going to have, like, something that pulls out for you. I just see this, like, chair. I'm like, word. I'm like, oh, it pulls out a little bit. But I'm still, like, sitting upright, feet out. And I sleep on this thing. I wake up next day. I'm like, fuck, my fucking back. And it's like, I got down where, like, my head was on the seat. 
where my legs are fucking dangling off from like my thighs. <laughs> and I guess a nurse walked in in the middle of the night to check on her and like woke her up. That's the other thing is those fucking nurses do not let you sleep. No, they will be in your shit the entire time. And for some reason on our maternity level, uh, floor, every nurse was pregnant. It, it, it was like going around like flies. Like you thought it was contagious. Like how many pregnant nurses you saw come in the room. Um, they woke us up and they woke her up to like, just check her vitals, see how she was doing. She was in a lot of like, she, like pain at first. And I remember they point to me and they go, does he know that that pulls out farther? And she goes, he's snoring. He's asleep. Leave him the fuck alone. <laughs> like just leave him alone. I'm not bothering him. Um, so she's on the Pitocin and it got to a point where she is like wailing. Like she's in such pain. And uh, it started at first like it was uh, pressure, but then it just builds. It just built up and built up. And I, I'm standing there and I'm just like, I can literally do nothing. Like if you're a control freak, freak like me, it's the worst position to be in is an absolute feeling of uh, pointlessness. Like you just, there's no point really. There really is no, except for talking to them or getting them some ginger ale. There is no point of fathers being in the delivery room, which is also the room you're in, by the way. There is no specific delivery room. There is the room you're in. That's where things get delivered. Um, <clears throat> so after a while, the nurse comes in and she's, we both look at the nurse being like, what can we do right now to at least alleviate some of the pain? Well, there's two options. We can put you on the IV, which is basically like stronger Tylenol, which is what we rec- what I recommend because of how far along you are, even though she's really not still that dilated. Um, or we can put you on the epidural. If you're on the epidural, you can't fucking move. It's a fucking shot that goes in your spine and it hooks and mm-hmm. you're hooked on it. It looks like a fucking fishing line that just kind of goes and is just hung up where the IV is. So the, she goes out and we said, okay, well, give us the IV bag. That way she can still go to the bathroom, right? Uh, the nurse came in not two minutes later and says, okay, well, we're going to put you on the epidural. That bag, that fucking Tylenol thing she was talking about was not an option anymore. <laughs> we're, fucking, we're fucking hooking you up, dog. We're putting you on the good shit. It's like about one o'clock in the morning at this point in time. And uh, finally, she gets the epidural, and finally, she falls asleep. Um, At what time? It had to be a half an hour after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it it hit her like that. It was the good shit. So still, we're waiting. We finally sleep. We wake up. Still nothing. Really no improvements. Put her back on the Pitocin. The wailing happens again. Mm-hmm. It got it got so bad that they had to put another epidural in her, and uh, I I've never felt more like I've never felt for anybody more. Like this is terrible. I can't can't do anything. I can basically feed her liquids, and because she's on the epidural, she's getting catheters. Like like they think they're like they're passing out fucking stickers at a voting fucking booth. It's like catheter city, and it's like they wanted. To, they, their job was just to give out catheters. Like that's how like often it happened. 
Now you're a nurse. How often would you give a catheter? I mean, as much if you think about it like this, if she's in much pain and maybe there might be fluids in it, and I would, if she's, I mean, dude, I could, I literally could go on forever, but I would try to do as much as I can and to figure out uh, if she has fluids or not. But before, just like a really quick point, I know that like, you know, it might seem like fathers are not like you really, and I think I do feel for you where like if you are somewhat controlling and like you can't do anything, but I do believe that um, by even just being there because like if, if this is her first time, like, you know, you, the nurses or my wifey's first time, you know, seeing someone who like you care about, at least being there. Um, I know that you're not going through it, but at least by being by their side, I know it doesn't like, it feels like you're not doing anything, but I, I do really, I truly promise that it, it does. I will, I, I will say that also it, it, it was like, it was like we were like a side attraction at a circus with how many medical students and different nurses and people were just popping in and checking out. They'd be like, can you hear about this? She got the Pitocin like fucking 18 hours ago. She still has the delivery. You want to check this thing out? Let's fucking go in there real quick. Say we're like, I'm like, so many people are being introduced to us. Like, I, I, I'm starting to lose track. Like, I don't know who my nurse is anymore. I don't know who our doctor is. We saw the doctor once. You'll only see the doctor really twice. First when mm-hmm. you're in there and then, then then when the baby comes out. Otherwise, they got other shit to do. Um, you're not, you real, you'll realize right there, like, oh, shit, we are not the only people having kids today. Um, and we had nurses, and a lot of them were great. There was this one with uh, a heavy accent who was fucking phenomenal. I forget her name. I forget most of the nurses' names just because as long as it was, like I said, 1 o'clock in the afternoon is when we walked into the hospital six o'clock uh just before six o'clock on the monday is when we had the kid and then we didn't leave until about wednesday evening like it was dark out baby was born they because she didn't have a c-section it was natural and the baby really wasn't coming up she was pushing and you would see like a speck of hair and he would come back in you'd see it and pop back in so they're trying all this nuance now it's like oh we got a squat bar for you now we're gonna play tug of war with you we're going to put you on your side no we're gonna put you on all fours we're gonna put you on your other side it basically became a thing where it was figure it out now we're getting close right and they tell me right when it's starting to get close they're like they're telling me what's about to happen i go white oh it is this hospital's policy too by the way to have a chair behind dad yes now I remember the, uh, she was a nurse manager, nurse teacher or something. I, I, again, nurse, ed, nurse, nurse educator there. Uh, she was in there and I thought she was great. She was like Bill fucking Belichick. She was like Vince Lombardi. She was like basically calling plays of how everything was going on. She's yelling at, at, at D she's <sighs> yelling at her. She gave, she saw when they were giving me the, the rundown and she saw me go white. She gave me, she goes, all right, you're going to sit down. Here's apple juice. I slugged that fucking hospital apple juice and I got a second wind. And I'm like, dude, let's fucking go. Let's have a baby. Let's fucking make moves. She should have turned on. Uh, like, like I the tiger. Uh, 
or Enter the Sandman. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm ready to go, and I'm I'm at eye level, but at the same time, I'm oh to her God. left. I am okay. holding up legs. I am helping her like hunch forward because they want her in almost like a cannonball stance. Oh my so God. I'm helping. Like, I got my hand behind my head, like put, making sure her chin is touching her chest. Now this nurse educator is literally yelling at her because of how long we've been doing this now is yelling at her. By the way, they told us that they thought we were going to be parents by like 1130 in the morning. It is now five o'clock in the evening. <laughs> and so finally, like people just like start coming back in now. Like now the numbers are coming with us. We got the med students who are giving her back massages. We got the nurses that are calling shots. We got the one girl pull, like tied up like a towel and handed to her. And it's like fucking playing tug of war with her. And it's like, leaning all the way back like this. I'm like, what the fuck is this voodoo that's going on in my room right now? How about just pull the kid out? Why are we playing tug of fucking war? Why are you making her squat? And why is she on all fours right now? What is going on? (laughs) So I'm just there. You're doing great. Hey, you're doing awesome. I'm proud of you. That was a good push. Keep going. Come on, we got this. So it got to a point where she was pushing and they told her, hold it in. Don't let it out. Hold it in. So she's like, all of a sudden, towards the end, she's like kind of screaming. Like, you know, you're doing that, that weight. The best thing I can say is that you're, it's like the whole process is almost like weightlifting. Like you have yes. to like, just, you have to seriously just like, ho- like focus on the muscles you're using, but at the same time, you're using your whole body to put it up. It's like trying to hit max weight. Yeah. You know, when you're like about to push, and you're just about there, but you feel yourself kind of slacking a little bit. You like let a scream out or a big grunt or something. She's doing that. And I think it's honestly just, it just came naturally to her. This nurse educator got in her shit and goes, now you fucking listen to me. If you fucking let one of these screams out one more time, I'm going to fucking end you. If which she's like, you're not seeing what's going on. Every time you let that out, that baby slides back in there. Now I, told them i don't want to see anything i want the worst seat in the house like that's what i said i want obstructed fucking view i want nosebleeds behind the fucking pole that's what i want my uncle who recently had a baby she's about one and change now he told me he goes they said i would have a sheet i didn't get no fucking sheet so get ready for that her dad was telling me when they had her sister that dad caught her. I'm like, what, oh my. The, what the fuck is going? I was like, we're the United States. We have some pretty good fucking. Yeah. We have some pretty good fucking medicine. Like, do I need to bring receivers gloves? Do I need to bring a catcher's <laughs> mitt? Like, what the fuck is going on? This is like. It sounds like baby Jesus had he a better big. setup. I the, might need a. I might need a first baseman. Seriously, like, do I need to bring an apron? Do I need to bring a smock? <laughs> what the fuck is going on around here? So finally, after. The, the nurse educator got in her shit. And I mean, got in her shit was like in her face. And I was like doing this, like pointing at her, like fucking listen. To <laughs> and she's God lover. She's trying. And she's like saying like, she's like, I'm trying. She's like, I, I feel like she's getting down on herself because it hasn't happened yet. I feel yeah. like she's just getting drained dealing with this the whole time. And I made a joke when everything was said and done. And I said, you remember when you said you wanted to, 
yeah, that's not a thing anymore. <laughs> so finally, the, the baby comes. And it was just like teaser back in and then whoop. what they don't tell you is and what they don't show you in movies is all the excess stuff that just goes everywhere. Oh, yeah. So that baby is born and then it's like a fucking like someone pulled the plug out from the sink. And it's like, now, let me ask you this question. Man card aside. When you saw your kids, did you cry? Absolutely. I cried like a bitch. When I saw him, I it just, this massive wave hit me and I am bawling my eyes out and smiling at the same time. And um, dad, you'll have this feeling of like reaching out first. That's not a thing. They put him on mom. They do the skin to skin thing just so baby can get attached. And uh, I got to cut the cord. And they're like, listen, it's really rubbery. You're not going to be able to do it. Fuck out of here. I'm not going to be able to do it the first time. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you know the fuck I am? One and done. Fuck, fuck out of here. Um, so now we have a child. And uh, Hold on. Great. Before that, tell me, tell me, like, as soon as he came in, like, well, what were, what were some feelings? Like, what were, what were you thinking? It, it, it's, you know, and I've told people this and I've, I've been asked this and it's the most undescribable joy like you'll ever get. There is absolutely 100% no comparing it to anything. People say Christmas morning. People say, you know, there is no describing it whatsoever. It's this, this, this grand feeling of, a, of, uh, of something you've been doing for however long being done times 10. It's this grand feeling of, and this is a bad way of putting it because I didn't put any physical work into it, but it's a, a grand feeling of accomplishment. And there's a little panic there because it's real. Like everything is like every doctor's appointment, you get a, a, a reinsurance of how real this is. Uh, every, you know, time she shows you that fucking app. What's the fucking app called again? What to expect or something like that. Oh yeah. Your kid is a P or yeah. your kid is a great. There's a, there's an app out there, by the way, folks that she will send you every single day. That's like an update of the growth and development of your child. That app fucking stinks. I hate that fucking <laughs> app like you wouldn't believe. But again, it's because it gives you a sense of like, this shit is real. This, this yeah. like, your, your life is about to change and whether you like it or not. It's just, when I saw him, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I just felt like everything was drained from me um, in one felt swoop. And it was just like warm almost. Um Again, I'm, I'm gushing, crying the whole time. And I've cried like three times in my life. And that's not a brag. That's just, I, I sometimes think I'm, I have no feelings whatsoever because of like lack of tears. Um, but I had a lot of feelings that day and that second. Uh, 5.56 p.m. October, uh, November 2nd, 2020. Day I won't forget ever. It's like seeing the worst and the best all in the same day. And it's... I, I just, I, it's funny because I look back at it now and we laugh, but I'm like, I remember holding the kid afterwards and just like letting her kind of nod off and I'm in the chair right next to her. It's the most uncomfortable chair in the world, but that's, but I digress. Um, and I just lean over to her and I said, you know, you were playing tug of war with a fucking nurse to get this kid out. Right. <laughs> she goes, that was some wild. She goes, 
I know. That was some wild shit. I said, they had a squat bar. They had handlebars on the bed that you were... I was like, can we talk about some of this? She goes, like, oh, where's the, where's the lifting chalk? Like, I didn't dude, see she any goes, of that. Dude, she looks at me and she goes, how about that lady that was yelling at me? I was like, yeah. She goes, <laughs> she goes fuck that lady, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I was like, I kind of oh. dug, I said to her, I was like, I kind of dug her, like the way that she, she's oh like, oh my God, she was, it was like, I said to her, like, it's like you were on a football team and you weren't doing your best at drills that day. Like, that's like, that is exactly how I could say it was like um, the movie Jarhead when like it's first day at fucking boot camp and the drill instructor is just in his shit. I'm like, that's it, dude. I was like, you just went through fucking boot camp with that lady. She came back in uh, and she was like, oh, I'm so proud. I'm sorry I yelled at you, but it was the only time you were actually pushing. And Danielle's like, I, I, I want nothing to do with you. Get the fuck yeah, away you from need, me. Right? You need, you you need, need several steps. So we, uh, we finally go to our room and um, this one woman who comes in, she's like basically cleaning up uh, everything. And I just, that's when I, I said, I had a view. The best way I could put it is I was behind the plate and I could see the game. Now, I wasn't sitting high up to see more of the game. I could only see what my view was. And I had a behind the, seat, behind the, the catcher, behind home plate view, and I saw the home run. When this woman came in and was cleaning everything up, I saw how many things were covered in blood. I saw how many <laughs> things were covered in, like, all this shit. Uh, I was like, I, I couldn't believe. I looked at her and I was just like, that's a... Mm. How are you alive mm. with that much missing from you? Mm. Saw the placenta. That was, like, that, that was like a real Mortal Kombat like face. Get over here! It like, looked like it, dude. It looked like a fucking mash unit. It looked like like somebody was like, you know, tending soldiers in in Kabul, right? <laughs> you know, that, that's what it fucking looked like. And I remember fucking. <laughs> I remember looking at the placenta, and I said, "That thing is bigger than the fucking kid." Like, so he's born. He's pink as hell. Uh, I still have pictures. Her mom is texting me to send as many pictures as possible. Now, I know my family. I was like, I'm going to wait for the flattering one to send them. It's like they don't need to see, you know, the baby still have like a little. The gorn, yeah. Yeah, the little schmutz on his forehead or whatever. You need to see, you know. D all fucking sweaty and basically bleeding from the eyes because she's been pushing so fucking much. I was like, you know, let's wait. By the way, she got a spray tan right before she went into the hospital. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> guys, this is the shit you'll go through. Because she knew when like shit was going oh, down. She's like, good. I'm gonna get my hair done. I'm gonna get my nails done. I'm gonna get a fuck. I'm like, you're not going to like fucking the Ritz Carlton. You're not like going the to the nurse. Sit. You just fought Mike Tyson. You know yeah. that you just, it, it's the equivalent of like putting on your Sunday best to go fight fucking Vander Holyfield <laughs> in a bare knuckle, in a bare knuckle fucking cage match. Like, oh. I just looked at her. I was like, all right. So do you want a Chick-fil-A before we went to the hospital? She's like, I'm not going to be able to eat. Like it's going to be liquid diet, fucking jello, chicken broth, Ginger ale, apple juice, water. That's all you can have. 
So she's like, I want Chick-fil-A. Well, this is a Sunday, and Chick-fil-A's closed on Sundays. Oh, that's so right. So she fucking housed a fucking double quarter pounder with cheese, fries, and a Dr. Pepper. And I went, Dr. Pepper? Okay. Seems a little, <laughs> seems a little off to me. I'm outside. The, I'm like, we go through the drive-thru. It's pouring raining. I was like, I'm going to let you enjoy your food. So I'm outside the car, ripping butts. I'm nervous as hell. Calling my dad, calling my mom, being like, all right, we're going in. Next time you'll really hear from us, we'll be parents. Huh. So then, you know, we get in the room and they do the test. What is it called? Billy Ribbon? Billy Ribbon? Whatever? Billy Rubin. Billy, Billy Rubin. Two guys. One name. Um, it was a little high and it was a little jaundicey. Mm-hmm. Were your kids John to see it all when they came out? Yeah, my daughter literally looked like a like a lemon. She was she was very jaundiced, even her eyes. Did you have the um, tanning bed? Uh, no, I guess uh, we were like we were at the cutoff mark that we didn't need it, but uh, she just needed to be like literally next to a window as much as possible. So they. They gave it, they said to us he was a little high. I guess like 10 is bad. Mm-hmm. He was, and he was in the high nines. So they bring out this the woman who, bed. yeah, the tanning bed, which is basically just like a platform that they put the baby on in the bassinet. And they put like almost like a mask on his face to block his eyes because this stuff is like UV rays and it's so bright that um, it could blind him. I heard that and I freaked out. Now the woman that came in to set up this whole thing had to be 70. She looked like she was 75 years old and played a shit ton of Kino in her life. Um, (laughs) She came in, she's wearing the mask and she goes, okay, we're going to set up your baby boy here. And uh, it it sounded like the fucking, what was the name of the the woman in Monsters Inc. That was like behind the glass. You know what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Mike Rakowski. Um, So she comes in, she sets it up. The other thing that freaked me out was the the way that the medical professionals, no offense, I know I'm talking to one, I'm dating one, how rough they were with my hours old child. Like just fucking, like just pulling them, you know, just kind of just, it looked like he was in a fucking like, he was off-roading the way that they were handling him. And I'm like, can you not give my child CTE before his first day of football? Like, can you fucking chill? It's like they were a bunch of English fucking nannies in here and everything. Like, just Oh, no, this his... is just what we do. Yeah, it's just what you do. I was like, Jesus. I was like, dude, handle with care. He's new. Fragile. He's Italian. Like, <laughs> fucking settle down. Um, so we put him in the tanning bed. And this is starting at 1 o'clock in the morning. He hates this thing. This is the first time we had him with a pacifier because before this, like leading up to it, um, we didn't even even think about a pacifier. He was pretty chill. I guess it's because he was jaundicey. Um, but he was in that tanning bed and I was, she slept and I am basically hunched over holding the pacifier in his mouth and holding his hand to make sure that he doesn't take this blindfold thing or these goggles that they have off because I don't want my child to go blind. So I'm trying to calm him down. And I did that for about five hours. Um, and we gave him breaks in between 
just because just to feed him and just to give him a rest because he was he was really crying just because he didn't know what the fuck was going on and he's hearing this noise like this because that's the noise the thing makes and he was scared and I, I again and I'm just like I don't know what to do I'm on the job a few hours now I haven't had the training and uh we got through that and I remember we had to stay there just because it wasn't going down enough, the level. And I'm, I keep looking at him and I'm like, he looks pink to me. He doesn't look yellow. And I'm looking at his eyes and it'll look yellow to me. And uh, they said, okay, we just got to hold him. And we're in the second room. I finally get a cot, which was, I, I was like, all right, I can't fuck this thing up. I basically just lay on it. Um, I'm so tired that I'm just sleeping in my clothes. I packed clothes and I, the best thing about the, the best part about the postpartum, uh, section is there's a shower in the room, which is heavenly, uh, except the shower, uh, as soon as you turned it on the fucking, um, shower head, uh, went to the right and just started spraying against the wall. (laughs) And as soon as I took the thing off. Because it was what, like a handicapped one, you know what I mean? Like the accessible one? Yeah, it's a shower, yeah. You take it off, and the water stops. <laughs> Put the thing back on, water starts up again. And somehow the water got cold. And I was just like, this is fuck. this is literally, this is literally, <laughs> the worst. This is literally fucking Guantanamo Bay. Like, I haven't slept. <laughs> I haven't slept in days. I'm fucking exhausted. I can't even get a shower. I haven't had a meal. Like you wouldn't believe. The only thing I've had is Jello and coffee because she can't. They give her like four things of Jello and she can't even eat it. Um, I I want to thank the hospital workers that are in charge of bringing the meals in because whenever there was a spare meal, this wonderful young lady who I, I left a tip. To be honest with you, she's you she, she snuck me food, like whatever she could. Like she was great. I mean, she must have thought it was cute or something. Um, I don't know. But uh, it's just that it's like you got to find your time to eat. We, I think we only put him in the nursery. I remember they asked us like when he was in the tanning bed. They said, "Do you like let us know if you want us to put him in the nursery?" And I was like, "Okay." So finally, we got to that point around like five a.m. Like you know, give us a rest. Well, the lady who works in the nursery leaves at five a.m. I don't know if you know that. So, not really a thing. He was gone for like an hour and came back in and was crying his eyes out. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. My back is fucking like in such pain because I've been standing up with him and I've been fucking holding, like hunched over. I tried to sit as it, but the bassinet is so high that like, it's just like my, my elbows aren't even fucking going over. So I have to stand up with him just to keep him calm. And I just remember my, I was like, I was like, I swear to God. I remember just starting to pray. And I just look up to him and I say, Jesus, I swear to God, if you can get him out of this tanning bed in the next few hours, I will fucking build you a church with my bare hands. Like, I just want him to be fine. And I want him to goddamn sleep already. (laughs) I want him just to stop crying. By the way, new dads out there, you'll become amazingly religious and pleading all the time. Just get ready for it. It's not a sign of weakness. We've all done it. You'll just start looking up and being like, what do I need to do to get this kid to fall asleep right now? Please, yeah. please and let me know. Send me a sign. The, the two to five hour uh, young, young fellas, you're going to be looking up. Hey, it doesn't have to be God. 
It's whoever it is. Yeah. Like you're going to be looking up to Bishnu, Bishnu, Allah, whatever, <laughs> Thor, whatever is yeah. going to help me right now. Like I, I'll convert. I don't even care. Um, so, so Mark, how long overall were you in the hospital for? Like I said, we got in there Sunday at one o'clock. I don't think we left. It was dark on Wednesday. I remember that. It was okay. dark out on Wednesday. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So almost like a full three days. Felt longer than that. I know I ran out of clean underwear. Yeah, three or four days. That's yeah. crazy. Mine was, uh, we were, so we, we went on a Monday and because it was a surgery, uh, we were supposed to leave on a Friday. Uh, Aldrin had a, like a dusking uh, episode where like when he was feeding, uh, he started like to turn blue really quick. Like it was like, I mean, for a couple seconds. So because of that, um, uh, we had to stay this Saturday and Sunday. So we were there for about about seven days. I thought, and having, never, a, I, I thought having a C-section would make things just a lot easier. It was like an easy I'll ne- I have no way, dude. And, but the, cool, the best thing about it was I literally lost like three or four pounds because I just kept asking for prune juice because I was like, if I'm going to be here, dude, try to lose as much weight as possible and the lady's like what are you doing and i was like um i'm gonna just throw down what what, what they also what they also don't tell you is like the excess stuff that you come home with like when you when you're in the hospital by the way you can take oh everything. my god you can take everything they'll give you yeah. the diapers they give you the formulas did you talk to a lactation specialist uh yes we have i mean like uh most most definitely because uh, we needed as much resources as we can, especially for twins. Sure. Uh, they were very nice. I feel like especially once they know that you have twins, there's a, there's like this, you speak no more, like, oh, we'll help you out. And then I feel like that even, it's even worse when people are like, oh, I have triplets. You're like, oh, you don't have enough, you don't have enough nipples. Like you don't. <laughs> You don't have enough nipples. Yeah, but like, twins, twins are just getting by. Tw- twins are just getting by. You just have enough. Uh, now you don't. Now you're in triplets, or you're at whatever fucking me and K plus eight, or whatever the whatever the fucking John and K plus eight. Now you don't have enough at nipples. So what do you do? This woman came into us, and she was I, she, she was very hands on. Let me just say that. Go ahead. No, finish, finish your. Story. I like how. No, I like uh, this whole episode. We kind of like, uh, we kind of bo- back and forth. Um, I just want to say thank you again to all the nurses, all the nurses at the BI, or just like anyone, I guess any general, uh, any like labor and uh, delivery nurses, maternity nurses, because that's some gangster shit that you guys do. I always say, you know, shout out to the, I always say shout out to the nurses. Let's end on this. Shout out to the nurses who help you out the most. I uh, need to go tend to my child and I'm sure you have to go entertain yours and definitely get some sleep. Uh, Next episode, we're going to talk about first nights uh, home with the kid. Absolutely. Because that's going to be all the fun, brother. Let me tell you about that. So that's it. Dudes being dads, like God knows how we ended up this way, but we are episode two in the can we'll come at you next week with episode three your first nights fredo you want to close anything 
uh, dads uh, will stick together. You guys can make it through. Uh, and I'll see you guys uh, next episode. Saturdays are for the dads. Remember that. Peace. Peace.